Welcome to my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am Grandpa Millennial, podcasting from my home in the zone. Thank you for listening. Black Lives Matter. Let's get into it. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since I've published any podcasts and talked to y'all. Hope you've been well. I celebrated a birthday since the last time I've spoke. Grandpa is now 39 years old. And, uh, yeah, the weather's been great. A lot of sunshine. Kind of nice not having uh, not having the pressure of having to go anywhere. Still have haven't turned the television on, which uh, I consider impressive for myself. Uh, I basically went from watching you know ten hours of television news coverage a day to watching zero. And it's basically been the entire month of July. I wouldn't say that it's improved my life in any way. Because of the fact I still know what's going on out there and it really is disturbing. So that's what I want to talk about today. In no particular order. Herman Cain died... Last night or this morning. Today is July 30th, 2020. Herman Cain tested positive about a week after he went to the Trump Tulsa rally. You know, where he was photographed near other people without masks on, bragging about how they were near other people without masks on. And now he is... Sadly, but not surprisingly, passed away. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter. That's what we're here to talk about. So, Herman Cain's life mattered. I don't agree necessarily with all the decisions he's made throughout his life. But, that's not... Um, any reason to celebrate anybody's passing. So my condolences to his family if you're listening. Loved ones, friends. But I hope if uh, his passing can be used for some good, hopefully some douchebag COVID deniers out there will see the fact that um, science is science. And uh, it's not fiction. That's why science fiction is a completely different category. Portland, Oregon, and now New York City, that we know of because it's been videotaped. Secret police, we believe to be federal agents, sent in by Bill Barr and Donald Trump. To basically take away Americans' First Amendment 
rights to peacefully assemble. And, uh, you know, unmarked fans, if you haven't heard, it's terrifying. Basically, it just looks like a kidnapping caught on TV. But the kidnappers have to be, happen to be wearing camouflage. So, I guess that means we can't stop them from kidnapping and intervene. I don't know. But it's so fucked up. It's made me not even really want to leave my house. Like, I'll see what's happening come November, then come February 1st, see where we're at. See if douchebag orange blondie gets out, and uh, douchebag pearly white fucking... Okay, let's talk about Joe Biden's Twitter feed. Like, don't follow it. Just get like a fuck... Just read, like, horoscopes, because it's the same type of shit. It's just the same. It's the same way Democrats have been choosing to fight back against Republicans my entire life, with the exception of a few. And uh, it's inspiring to see young ones like AOC. AOC's speech, it was about ten and a half minutes on the floor of Congress a few days ago. Basically another congressman, Republican, accosted her outside of the congressional buildings and, like, called her a fucking bitch or something totally inappropriate. And... Just, I encourage you to watch the speech. AOC just handles it with boys. And it's like, she's already moved on. And it's like, you could tell she's been there and been dealing with shit like that her entire life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just really inspired politically by people younger than myself. So, um... Kudos. And I rewatched Dave Chappelle's 8 minutes and 46 seconds on YouTube. And uh, he also mentions that multiple times in that little 30 minute segment he did. And uh, yeah. So kudos to the younger, younger generation. You're brave, you're smart, you're strong, and you inspire me. And I'm with you, I stand by you. So uh, reach out to me on Twitter or email me if I can help you in any way. I heard a 17-year-old journalist from Portland speaking on, excuse me, the podcast Rumble with Michael Moore. And, uh, yeah, basically there's freelance journalists Covering these riots and shit. Police cause riots, I would argue. Um, 17 years old. Just freelancing journalists. Risking getting tear gas and shot at with rubber bullets. And who knows when the live rounds will start if they will. I mean, does anybody think that 
Donald Trump is um against that like the dude just doesn't have a fucking ounce of empathy inside his body like if you think he does I don't I don't think you understand what I mean by empathy. So anyway, that's... Yeah, so I donated that kid, you know, 20 bucks or whatever, buy some lunch. Keep up the good work. Keep fighting the fight. And it's... It's encouraging, but it's at the same time enraging that, like... The, um, there's nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but there are so few, certainly older than me, that are, like, on the right side of this. I mean, let's not forget, on June 8th, I, I, um, hastily started this podcast when I heard Joe Biden say, he was against defunding the police. And so, like, yeah. I guess I'm, like, I'm a Democrat because it's the lesser of two evils. But Jesus, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like the political spectrum is, like, completely shifting. Like, and maybe it is, like, I mean, at one point there was different political parties in this country. There was, like, Whig, the Whig Party, and, I mean, the Republican Party under Lincoln is the Democrat Party of today, and et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, could we just, like, start our own, like, Black Lives Matter political party? And, like, any Democrat who wants to come along is welcome to, and anyone that doesn't can, like, fuck off and join the Republicans? I don't know. So what have I been doing besides watching television? Because I have not been watching television, I should say. What have I been doing instead of watching um, I would like to say reading a lot, but that's not true. I've been listening a lot. Um, I've probably been 15 hours a day listening to podcasts. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always late to the game, technologically speaking. That's just who I am. I guess I have a... Um, inherent fear of technology, it's like the not understanding, and until there's more understanding behind it, I try to stay away, and also it makes sense because the price comes down, you know, I'll get the iPhone that you guys all love today in two years, um, so yeah, I never really got into podcasts until 2020 when quarantine started. And like I was sort of, uh, you know, you're forced to like find alternatives, methods to like live your life. You know, 
not being able to like do things you're used to do. So I mean, I do read, and I so I mean, I guess I read more, I meditate more, and I listen to podcasts more, and I listen to TV less, and I go outside and socialize less. Um. Certain people in my life would argue I'm depressed. I would argue that every feeling that I feel right now of fear and anxiety is um is completely justifiable and like Someday I will look back and it is like a blessing. It's like, um, I'm, I'm fearful of the political nature our country is going in. I'm hopeful that, uh, the people younger than me are not, are resisting that in droves. And, uh, so, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence that, here's what, here's what I'm going to say after November 3rd, no matter what happens on the election, no matter what the result or outcome is, there will be controversy. If Trump wins, people on the left will not believe it was counted fairly or legitimate in terms of, like, um, foreign interference and voter suppression, etc., etc. And if uh, Joe Biden wins, then I believe the same feelings will come up and, excuse me, the Trump supporters will feel the same way. That um, the deep state, if you will, somehow, um, you know, rigged the election against Trump. You know, same thing Trump's been saying since 2016 when he was running as a candidate. He said that election would be rigged, and then in fact he won. So maybe it was rigged, maybe he was right on. But I believe that's just a tactic to say, for him to say that the um, election is not going to be a a fair, equal and fair election. For him to say that now, to question it, leaves the door open for when the results come in and he doesn't win for his supporters to, you know, say exactly that. But anyway, that's just going to happen. I'll talk more about that the closer we get to the election because that's not going to change between now and then. And I will remind people uh, today, on this date, in the 1988 presidential election, Michael Dukakis was up 17 points against George Bush Sr. 
Um, they went out to lose that election. So that's the same amount the polls are having Joe Biden at leading Trump today. So don't get too cocky with the poll results. In fact, I tweeted a month ago or so. I, it would be nice if I didn't see another poll until November. Like, please and thank you. Let's talk about sports. You know, this is a political podcast, but is it really, though? You know, it's basically, there's, what, 14 of you subscribers out there. and Thank you to each and every one of you. Um, what I was trying to do, and I said this before, is I got so worked up um, in the April and May quarantine because of what I was seeing over and over that I felt like I had to say something. So I hastily started this podcast to snap at Joe Biden saying he was against defunding the police. Because, you know, since the 90s I've been saying fuck the police. Shout out to NWA. Anyway, since starting the podcast, I've taken a step back to listen to see what other podcasts are out there. And what I found was that basically everything I've wanted to say is being said by um, Neil Brennan on How Neil Feel. That podcast... um, It's exactly what I was trying to bring to you all. A little bit of humor, a little bit of, you know, zapping into reality for um, the people that were just trying to pretend COVID was just going to be like a month-long vacation of quarantine. What I've been trying to say to you guys is that's not correct because Americans are selfish. And we don't, it's so weird that the phrase believe in science is even a thing. Think about that. Do you believe in gravity? Do you believe in oxygen? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so, the fact that People can just believe in Catholicism and not believe in science in America is, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a problem, I would say, but it's also one of the great things about America, so it's a double-edged sword, I guess. So, in the sports world, kind of is political right now because of because of coronavirus and COVID and our political leadership's failure to um, respond effectively, like so many other countries around the world. 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it really, it sort of just solidified my, uh, my decision that it would be, um, irresponsible to have children and, you know, like there was bigger fish to fry and that, um, okay, so Neil Brennan basically said it on his podcast, if you want to have kids, then you are a climate change denier. And, uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, yeah, wanting to have kids, there's a biological urge to do that. I understand that. But, um, it's, uh, there's also a biological urge to run away from an erupting volcano. So, um, I guess for my entire life, I've sort of seen the entire planet as an erupting volcano because of the climate and uh, because of capitalism and uh, because of uh, specifically uh, American politics and uh, the the complete lack of awareness of all of that by the average American. And mainly because whenever I would say it out loud, you know, people think I'm crazy. Maybe I am crazy. I don't, I don't believe I'm crazy. I believe I'm correct. Um, I believe the only time I would ever say anything factually incorrect would be mistakenly or obviously in an attempt to tell a joke or to like exaggerate for emphasis. Never to purposely mislead. I don't believe I'm capable of like bullshitting. And that's why I can never be in sales. To anybody who's ever said to me, oh, you should be in sales. This was before my voice, you know, and uh, my disability and all that. Back when I was a functioning body. <laughs> functioning on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders. So, yeah, sports, politics. What I want to say about sports, I said on the last podcast, which was weeks ago, you know, I hope they don't do it. I believe they will do it in some cases. And I believe it's going to be a, a, something we look back on as a mistake. I heard a couple of days ago that the Miami Marlins have 17 players test positive. And, uh, yeah, what are they, like a week or two in? 
for the season. And that's just one team. Representative Louis Gomer from Texas. Mr. Anti-Mask tested positive. Um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> here's what I think the NFL is going to have a season. And, uh, I would encourage every player to boycott, strike. Because it's not just about you guys, it's about the entire rest of the country. Because, you know, it's not just the players, it's, it's also their families, it's also, um, you know, the coaches and their families and the trainers. And I mean, it just, you know, you don't have a multi, multi billion dollar industry with just, you know, a 53 man roster and a couple coaches. There's no way to do football socially distant. You're tackling other men. You know, I mean, for fuck's sakes, let's stop pretending that that's a possibility. NBA is doing their bubble thing in Orlando. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's just like... It feels very... Experimenting with black bodies like rich powerful white people experimenting with black bodies and I don't like it and maybe I'm wrong maybe all these seasons will come back and COVID will just disappear like all these idiots think it's going to happen or wish it's going to happen but My fantasy football commissioners texting me about leagues and stuff. It's like, I don't want to fucking be in any fantasy football leagues this year. I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, it just. I don't know. It just. It feels too real to me to, like, play games. And, um,. The last thing that I said out loud before I got on this podcast was to my mother as she was walking out the door. And I was saying goodbye. This poor woman's got to listen to my crazy nonsense. <laughs> I said, I hope every COVID denier dies of COVID. Because that's the only way this world gets better. And, uh, I don't know. 
but my younger brother is just a couple of years younger than me. He um just got a new puppy. So at least not all of her sons are <laughs> a constant bombardment of bad news and harsh truths. Oh yeah, I guess I'm a Debbie Downer sometimes. But I love sports and I love the athletes that play sports. And I don't want to see any of them die or any of them have to go to funerals of their parents or other loved ones that they got sick. Because we as Americans and consumers of sports and fans um, wanted to be entertained throughout this quarantine. Like, go to fucking Washington, fix the fucking laws, and then we'll go play football and basketball and baseball for you assholes. That's what I would like to see. But the problem is that the people pulling on all the purse strings of these athletes are more powerful rich white men. And uh, we all know what happened to Colin Kaepernick when uh, athletes speak out against these rich, powerful white men and what happens to their careers as athletes. So, can you blame them? I guess, I mean, it really just starts from like, you know what would be great? It would be fucking great if every white quarterback in the NFL just got on a Zoom call and said, we're striking until, you know, because fucking black lives matter. Because my offensive line, my defensive players, my wide receivers, and my running backs fucking matter. And lastly, some sad news. Malik P. died yesterday. Founder of the Roots, and uh, for my white listeners, the Roots are the band that's on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. Hope you guys are liking the new formats. Sorry, I've been a little absent in July. Still trying to get it together. Uh, I feel great. I hope you guys are hanging in there, staying safe, staying well, wearing your masks. And uh, uh, last thing I wanted to say is that kid, the journalist in Portland, his name is Garrison Davis at Hungry Bowtie on Twitter if you're interested. Uh, and yeah, email me, grandpa.millennial at yahoo.com, and uh, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Listeners, thanks for listening. Grandpa's tired. Everybody love everybody. Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Justice for Breonna Taylor. Justice for George Floyd. Justice for Ahmaud Arbery. Justice for Rayshard Brooks. Liberty and justice for...
for all.